To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. So today we have a great episode, kind of a true death panel classic. We're going to get into the manufacturing of consent for the end of the pandemic and check in on some of the latest CDC recommendations on school reopenings. And of course, we're going to make sure to see what Emily Oster's take is as well. And after, we're going to take a moment to talk about what is, I think, an undercovered angle at the intersection of the Adahelm FDA approval scandal and a Pfizer court case, both of which have sounded the public debt panic alarm, saying... (laughs) Debt police and (laughs) the endless crisis of Medicare, (laughs) the sheer impossibility of a sovereign nation to manufacture its own currency and decide how it wants to allocate its resources. Exactly. So we're going to talk about the latest existential threat to the Medicare trust fund. But first... Back to the eugenics well. Yeah, back to (laughs) eugenics. A new paper was published in Nature this week, claiming to have found genetic clues, <laughs> genetic clues, whenever I say that, it's just like, oh my God, explaining why COVID-19. Just think COVID-19. of uh, Carmen Sandiego, gumshoes, you've got another <laughs> genetic clue here. <laughs> it's Carmen Sandiego, but it's... But it's <laughs> Charles Davenport's wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so yeah, um, this paper has found new genetic clues explaining why COVID-19 has been more deadly in some populations compared to others. I mean, you cannot get much better than this like stat news headline, which says gene hunters (laughs) turn up new clues to help explain why COVID-19 hits some people so hard. So, so the, the point of this story, uh, the point of the, the article is like, they've been like, uh, trying to explain COVID-19 severity in any number of ways uh, that somehow uh, any number of ways that avoid talking about the public health uh, implications. They're just trying to turn COVID-19 into yet another uh, way of sidelining public health in favor of precision medicine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, I love early, early on, like the first two sentences of the abstract, they like the first sentence, they declare like we have found that the genetic makeup of an individual contributes to susceptibility and response to like SARS-CoV-2 infection. And then, of course, the the second sentence, they kind of do this offhanded acknowledgement like, yeah, we also know that like environmental, clinical and social factors have an impact here. Um, but host genetics may also be important, and that's what we're going to tell you about today. And it just sort of launches right into this, like, yeah, 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 like social determinants, like we're going to gesture at that and then just like railroad right past it. There's obviously, um, you know, the fact that it's by, by talking about genetics, we can sort of socially reproduce the idea that like the, the things that government did or didn't do, the things that like the economy did or didn't do uh, had nothing to do with this or like very little <laughs> to do with this. But we also get to like help prop up capital right. like for the, the future, as it were. Yeah. And I think there's a through line there of what you're saying, uh, Phil, directly to the way that just historically highly ideological ideas about the mobilization of genetic or eugenic data, right, are like presented as are are kind of taken and presented as this, um, you know, as basically like eminently respectable. Um, Right. I want to I want to bring in something that um, that B found uh, recently over the weekend from The New York Times uh, published January 12th, 1913. 
and it is headlined social problems have proven basis of heredity, which, you know, sounds not, not unfamiliar to the <laughs> to the headline that we're uh, talking about here. What was the headline of the gene hunters turn up new clues to help explain why COVID-19 hints some people so hard. Right. So here the article begins uh, again. This is from 1913, the New York Times. Quote, we scientists don't perform any experiments in eugenics. The human race does plenty of that, said Charles B. Davenport, director of the Carnegie Institution Station for Experimental Evolution at Cold Spring Harbor. Quote, the work that is being done in eugenics is work of investigation and of education. The, quote, experiments are being made without the scientist's intervention. We only find out about them. And we find that our social problems have a basis of heredity that can no longer be rejected. And so basically, like the entire argument, this is about like two years after the the founding of the famous Cold Spring Harbor. The entire argument that they make here is essentially that like the political economy does the eugenic experiments. Right. We're just writing stuff down. Right. We're trying to track and theorize and and also not just necessarily um, like let this happen randomly within the political economy, but try and direct it towards you know building a better society and sort of protecting future generations yeah. well, right. we, we don't do any experiments but uh gee that would kind of be nice as <laughs> if we could <laughs> to hear the full episode become a patron at patreon.com slash death panel pod you'll get access to this and the rest of our catalog of patron only episodes and be the first to get a new patron episode every monday when it drops with love the death panel.